Welcome to the first episode of the Redacted Citizen Podcast. I'm Redacted. <laughs> we got Elijah and Ben here, my guests today. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What are you talking the about? The Redacted Citizen Podcast. That's you, motherfucker. That's yeah. you. <laughs> to do this. Oh, yes. I've been waiting since I started this. No wonder All Ben right. was like, it's nothing, bro. No, no, no. Okay. So now we're going to record this. <laughs> the so, it's me is Eddie, bro. <laughs> Fuck you. That, <laughs> that response. Uh, nobody knows what we're talking about. Phil. Right. Uh, well, well, I guess I'll do the intro now. Yeah, do the intro now. Welcome back to the uh, Adaptive Citizen Podcast. We got Ben and Elijah here. I am the guest, Eddie. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably seen me around. What we're talking about is a page that you may or not, may or may not be following, which is the Redacted <laughs> Citizen podcast. <laughs> if you're wondering, uh, I've sent that I've sent that page to other people with that fucking logo. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Yo, do you know this guy?" Like, I'm trying to figure out who this person is, and they're like, "No clue, man." Like, yeah, yeah, dude, I made that in like five. Like, it was so maybe five or ten seconds. It I was so perfect, guys. <laughs> so much. So here's and you the, let it go for so long. <laughs> but here's this is what happened. So initially, I think Eddie was he, he made it and he was like he didn't say anything and then mm-hmm. you messaged me like right away. I had no clue what was going on. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I really don't care. Nothing's happened. Like it's yeah. whatever. Yeah. So then later we're working and then Eddie's like, I gotta tell you, and I, he tells me about it and I'm like, oh, dude, that's kind of funny. <laughs> It and was, then, it was too perfect. And now it's funny. But it was initially, he was saying it was just supposed to be like a content type thing, like yeah, a meme it was, page. There's going to be like memes, random dumb stuff, like the, the fake operator stuff that you see out there. Yeah. Or is it kind of like uh, King Picks Media or something like that? Okay. Similar to that. But then the reaction I got was too perfect to not run you with it. You basically it was, made it worth it. You I made was, it worth like, it, man. Dude, we got to run with this. I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> who is this guy? He's like copying the fucking oh. logo. He's like copying the name. Why is he following all of my closest friends like that's what got me that's what really set me off bro i was i was honestly like started to get worried i was like who is this guy you know and then oh then he used my photo and i reported it i was like this guy i was so mad because the second you texted us you were like yeah i'll report it and then right after that happened i i changed i don't know you probably didn't see this because they took it down but i uh, i changed it and i said not my image dm for credit (laughs) but instagram the instagram gods didn't like me that day so they still took it down oh no but i like when you because you talked because at that point now i know it's you you have full fucking (laughs) take whatever you want to make memes i don't care it was so perfect but like when he's talking about it because we were like i was like hey man like either we run with it and you have to have an exit plan because (laughs) like either we have to confront about it or we just like delete it we never speak about it yeah so so he does the one photo just to get your reaction he's like I gotta make sure just the ram's head just the top of it just the edge of the ram's head in (laughs) see it Yeah, it was like a shitty crop job. It was so yeah. perfect. Yeah. And you could yeah. clearly tell it was your gear. Yeah. Because, like, your battle belt I mean, was set up the same. it's literally me yeah. in my backyard. So it was uh, – <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. That's funny. That's that's why the video is set so, up. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a great reaction. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie is is here. 
I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. It's been a little bit. Um, I'm glad that's I've when I asked here. you, bro. I'm so sorry. I gotta go back to that. When I asked you, like, what are we gonna start with? You're like, we'll just figure it out. I was like, you had this plan okay. the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah, like, so now go back to when you messaged the account. I know. And what did he say? I said, I was who like, who is yeah. this? Yeah, I was like, who is this? And, and what he you was say? like, it's me. <laughs> Now does it make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the it's oh. me is some shit that Eddie would say, oh, but I never well, thought that it would have been any of you guys. Yeah, it that's was, fucking amazing. It was. It I was got played. Too perfect. I got played, you got bro. Played and I fell by, for it. And the funny the thing is, like, citizens. there's literally like Tiana's gonna love this <laughs> because we I did, fucking was Eddie so didn't annoying. do like really anything. Just made the thing and did like two posts. That yes. was it. And, yeah. Well, now, so if you look at it, the now, profile picture that you had before that. <laughs> It was. It was like the, yeah. the military operator. That guy. was not my best profile picture. I'm gonna be honest. That was funny. But uh, I fucked this up. There we go. Okay. Um, now the best part is I I did a few posts and I kind of left it alone. And now uh, if you guys aren't following, uh, if you guys aren't following the Redacted Citizen <laughs> podcast page, uh, please do. Yeah. that'd be awesome. Can you I go can, follow. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> you can follow that page if you want to follow my personal. That's fine. I'll let you find it though. We'll make it interesting. What, oh, you don't want to tell them? You're gonna have <laughs> uh, to find I, it. I can tell you guys. It's Ed One Two Three Hawaii. It'll probably be different at some point, maybe. But yeah, you'll find me. I'm not hard to find. Um, but I just left it alone, and nothing happened. I followed a bunch of people who I know, who I'm good friends with, and then I followed a bunch of just terrible people. Yeah, like, people like the ATF. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Tim Kennedy, yeah. Mike Glover. Yeah, like I, uh, I followed David all these, Goggins. Yeah, I, yeah. Followed, I followed all these people just to kind of you know make it a little sus. That's but, funny. But now I have more followers than I am following. So, Seriously? So the Instagram like gods. Followers. The, yeah, I've done nothing, and the Instagram gods are just rewarding me for existing. <laughs> uh, so that's that's been beautiful. That's funny, dude. But. Yeah, that's why I asked to do the intro. Yes. I, was, I was like, this is going to be perfect. I'll do the intro. Dude, just out of nowhere. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yep. Okay. Well, so Eddie is obviously a buddy of ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Eddie is also Ben's uh, employee, first and only. I, I, li- I actually like to go by the title of head helper. Um, <laughs> is that like a head elf? No, it's, <laughs> I, like, I kind of do stuff sometimes. Like, we work every once in a while. Um <laughs> You fucking pay this guy? <laughs> I showed you the pouch. There's a pouch. You guys can't see this. Maybe you can now that we're doing video, but there's a little pouch. I guess I'll pull I want to see it. Let me see uh, it. There was a pouch. Oh, Where my God. Like, right. Once upon a time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I swear. That's actually that. really good. I don't know where this pouch went, but. Well, there's uh, no pouch your on fanny the floor. Oh, it could be in my manager. I, I, uh, oh, I found a, a rifle. Oh, there's that. Gotta, I don't that's, know. Oh, that's not a pouch. So where'd my pouch go? All right. There's water on the ground. There's well, that yeah, that's just it's water. I don't know. Did you put it in your flannel pocket? Oh, oh no. this is like a little <laughs> magic. Trick. This is like a little <laughs> unveiling. This is great. All right. So. Wow, you went through the trouble of rebuttoning it. I know. Well, I I didn't think I'd be pulling it out again. I want to see. I didn't All actually right. get to look at so it. Here's you my, me the here's my little pouch. I'll show the camera first. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so there's the pouch. Huh. I uh, so I you sewed this. So essentially, what happened is I got these in-ear monitors, and yes, it does make me better than everyone. But <laughs> I got them. The headphones. And, no, no, yeah. they they have so much. They have they have two dual balanced armature drivers and one 10 millimeter. None of that means any sense. You just look like a deaf it's man. Good. Just don't worry. It's good. <laughs> 
Got hearing aids. If I was deaf, I would. I would. I have the best hearing of any deaf man ever. Okay. In that case. So this is the purpose of this bag is for those. It's just to hold this. Yep. And, and I that's spend, just like, for the podcast. No, no, this is just for for in the shop. Because okay. it's loud in the shop. For anyone who doesn't who doesn't make holsters, it's loud. So you should pray for <laughs> yeah. us. But uh, runners are loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like being there when there's cutting going Riders on. Riders are crazy, but Ben doesn't wear ear pro, and Dude, that's what's he, crazy. No, he does now. He does. He does. No, now. I have. I usually do. Oh, okay. But it's like when I was there with you, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I made this little pouch <laughs> to protect it, and uh, for anyone wondering, they will be for sale on uh, operationalindustries.com for $67 a piece. <laughs> but as you can see in the video, they're worth it. Yeah, so just wait for that to drop. Definitely not happening. <laughs> Those, that stitching is jazz. Whoa, whoa, dude, dude, it does everything I needed to do. I like this how is... you double back like you're <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> yeah. well, I know how to sew. I'm just not good at it. It's not coming apart. No. Watch, no. This, watch this. Ready? Ready? Quality test. Hear that? This yeah. is quality ASMR. Ben hates the ASMR stuff. Oh, I hate mainly the mouth stuff, though. Yeah, then the the nails on the clicky shit. It's like, yeah. oh, just oh, fucking coffee. My it. desire to make ASMR right now is. I don't, all right, shh, shh, shh. Oh, hold on. Are you guys ready? Sorry about it. So sorry about it, Mom. Thank you, thank you. All right, guys, today we're going to be reviewing. Shh, shh. Hey, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Right now. You guys are really... I'm sorry, everyone. All right, guys. Today, we're going to be reviewing Elijah's iPhone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so unprofessional. Yeah, bro. The class is class. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, that's, that's so horrible. That's so gross. <laughs> Let's do some more. <laughs> Let's do more. Chasing <laughs> 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 this podcast is so fucking pointless. And I'm crying. Well, okay, eventually we'll get to something meaningful and uh, stop wasting well, hey, well, time. Hey, ben, ben, you brought your laptop, right? I, did. I thought you were going to be our Jamie. Yeah, he is. Oh, you be our Jamie? We were talking about being cold, and I got uh, cold. You fucking made me cry, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I haven't God, left that, that hard that in a while. That fucking Instagram page really upset me. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go home and cry about it. <laughs> Tell my wife, that hole in the wall is Eddie's fault. <laughs> yeah, the, the funniest thing is... It's not you, babe. It's Eddie. <laughs> Does he hit you? No, just the wall. <laughs> Dude, I the best part too is when you guys were going off on like, oh, this is War Bear, <laughs> dude. Uh, he was telling me about it. I'm like, dude, this this couldn't have gone any better, dude. I, I just well, I was like, dying. who else? Who I else impersonates us? Like, in fucking, I was like, fuck this kid. Like, it came out that he was a fucking uh. porn and shit. Hey, bro, his Gay wife porn. respects him more though. His, his, his wife's a twelve year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Built like one. Dang. <laughs> All right, should we stop the video now? My phone's probably going to yell at me. Oh, I didn't know you were recording oh, this right. whole time. Get, yeah, can you grab that, Ben? Just, That's funny. just grab the whole thing. And grab your um, there we go. Your laptop and let's find some news lines or something oh, to dude, talk about. Dude, I'll be your news line. Let's, well, we should that all was 14 talk 14 minutes of wasting think, time. Let's talk about something serious. Okay, that's good. And then, and then we'll get into like fun stuff. Oh, because yeah. everyone's talking about it. I've listened to two podcasts now where people have talked about it. And I've even had someone tag us saying that you and I, Ben, initially talked about it before this fucking happened, which is really funny because we did. We called it from happening. The fucking, um, oh, here. 
the pistol brace thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ben and I had talked about the pistol brace thing before the pistol brace thing became a thing. Okay. Apparently. And I don't remember everything that happened in the episode, but I want to go back and listen to it. And I think it was uh, <clears throat> the episode where we talked about uh, tyrannical agencies or tyrannical government and agencies within it or something like that. Mm. It was the title. I think it was like episode seven or something. Like, am I looking for that? Or no, I, no. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the pistol brace ban. We already know about that. Well, we know about it, but let's not let's tell. tell gotta, I want people to, people to hear our perspectives on it. Well, then just yeah. I don't need the computer. No, that. we have other things we're going to be looking up. Okay. That's why I want you to have Okay, it. I'm on deck. Okay, okay, on deck, Jamie. Get ready, Jamie. You're going to look that shit up. Can we just call him James instead? That's like, Jamie's a little <clears throat> feminine. Sorry, not fat. Yeah, <laughs> feminine. Sorry. All the Jamies in the world. Well, so... Um, Okay, so the pistol brace ban mm-hmm. was put into effect January 13th, 2023, where uh, I believe you have 120 days to either destroy your pistol, your AR pistol, which is the dummy- mm-hmm. dumbest, dumbest shit you could call a well, fucking no, no, no. rifle anyways. So you, you don't have to destroy it if you take off the brace well, that's and what I'm you saying. make there's, it where you options. can never put a brace back on. Right, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like gray areas where that's not mm-hmm. actually one of the things. So you either A, register it as an SBR. Bitch move. Yeah. Um, destroy it. Bitch move. Thank you. <laughs> uh, put a longer barrel on it. Bitch move. Yes. Um, or what Eddie said, where you can make it to where you literally can't put a stock on it, which it's just like a buffer tube, which is like a gray area. That's not something that they said to do. Yeah. But that's something that, I mean, that th- what else in, do you I, do? You can't put a stock on it. You're not supposed to have a brace on it. You have 120 days to do this or you become a felon. But it has recently come out since SHOT Show. There was mm-hmm. a lawyer that was asked by, uh, what was it? Gun uh, Owners of America. Gun, gun yeah, Owners of America. Like yeah. So GOA is doing a lot of really good things. And they talked to the ATF specifically and read the 300-plus page of what's happening. And so apparently the way it's going to go is 88 days your fucking background check is going to be denied. Um, Your tax stamp is going to be denied. So Well, so that's actually only if they they don't do it. Well, uh, with 40 million plus braces in the fucking circulating – yeah. There's no way it's that not they could go through. Happen. Yeah. Well, Where you get a can. Yeah. The only way they would do that is if they just did an auto, like, as soon as it comes in, not even look at it, just approve it as it right. comes in. And then they're not going to do. Yeah. And well, and the FBI told the ATF, fuck you, we're not doing your background checks anymore. Mm-hmm. So the ATF is doing them now. It's not the FBI anymore. The ATF is useless as is anyway, but. but and, it's, and to the point to where the FBI said, go fuck yourself, do it yourself. Yeah. Seriously. Um, and so, I don't know, man. It's. I. And it's it's become like common knowledge now, like not at least within the internet realm, that it's just a trap. Yeah, it's yeah, literally mean, just you're signing yourself self up for like uh, registration. Well, <clears throat> I, I think what you're you're basically doing is confirming that you have something mm-hmm. that is now illegal, mm-hmm. right? Because they just woke up and decided you get to be felon, right? Um, so now they have your information. Mm-hmm. They have you confirming that hey, I do have it, mm-hmm. and you're giving them a- almost a legal the the ability to come and search your house, mm-hmm. and then they can you know do their enforcement things and shoot your dog and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, no, it's. It's kind of dumb. It's kind of dumb. I mean, it's very, as you know, it's though, very dumb. as you know, though, once that barrel goes from 16 <clears throat> inches down to 15.9, it's 
that shit's ready to kill. <laughs> like it's probably the most dangerous yeah, the gun feet ever. Feet per second increases. Yeah, it will increases thousand. because of legality. And what now did, that what it's did Biden say? The oh yeah. So if you and I'm not a ballistician, but I'm basically smarter smarter than all of them. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, uh, our Lord and Savior Biden actually came out and he said that the AR-15 which shoots fully semi-automatic 30 caliber magazine clips, two per second, um, the round actually goes 14 and a half, like Mach 14 and a half. Um, so That's amazingly fast. It's, I mean, I, I run some pretty hot reloads, and so far I haven't gotten near that. I've blown up seven guns, but... <laughs> You know, I have yet to get there. The government doesn't want you to know this, but I put up seven guns. <laughs> That's how I've been destroying them all. <laughs> That's how we comply. Just, just trying to get up to the Biden speed. <laughs> so, what about you, Ben? Is there anything else that you've heard or anything interesting? Uh, none of you guys went to Shot Show. Yeah, Shot Show is a big jerk off fest. It was a yeah. It was too long of a walk for me. So, and I yeah. So you, I didn't make, have a car. I didn't make it to show. Well, I have a car, but just, you know, I like walking connects me with the earth. So I walk everywhere. Okay, okay <laughs> Liver King, calm down. <laughs> We're going to find a syringe in your back pocket as you leave this place. That wasn't mine, man. What are you looking at, Ben? I was trying to find the <clears throat> the Biden claim about speed and, and then the... Uh, I was trying to find well, you got that information from a Russian, so it's obviously is, corrupt information. That this is, is true. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Uh, with, with that being said, if anyone here is wondering how fast that actually is, it's it's somewhere in the realm of 16,000 feet per second. And if you take a 62-grain bullet, plug that into a ballistics calculator or a, uh, a energy calculator, it will have roughly 36,000 36, foot-pounds of energy. Mm-hmm. Now, a 3,000-pound car going 20 miles an hour hitting a brick wall will have, I think, 40,000 foot-pounds of energy. So you're getting pretty close there. Mm-hmm. So um, bas- imagine getting hit by a Toyota Prius at, like, 17 miles an hour. That's, ba- that's what it would do to you. So, so, so don't, don't get shot you. by the Biden AR-15. <laughs> 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 It shoots almost as fast as his mind goes. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. That's actually really accurate. Yeah. Uh, so, I, okay, so I guess, what is there any specific topics? Because this was kind of a spontaneous thing. We were all yeah. editing a video that we filmed. Ben did a fucking phenomenal job editing and filming. Yeah, it turned out really good. Yeah, that it we're dropping on the 27th. Really good. I'll try and get this out before that. Okay. This will be the first one that I've filmed and edited. Yeah, Boom. entirely. Entirely. Yeah. And we, like, I, I, work together in, like, the shots. And yeah. I was comedic relief the whole time, but you're welcome. <laughs> oh, it was great. Elijah was the director. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I was the editor, if you will. The editor. <laughs> <laughs> He's just that voice in the background, like, added noise. <laughs> um, it's not as gay when there's just... Two dudes in a yeah. or three dudes in a closet. Three dudes in the dark in a closet for a couple hours versus two. Like that's yeah. When there's just two, it gets weird. Yeah. But when there was three of us, we, you know, Ben was in the middle. So it was it wasn't all right. It's a Ben <laughs> it's a sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there uh, is there any any other topics or anything that you've heard of? Any like headlines or anything we should talk about to get a conversation going about things that you yeah. know our opinions on them? Maybe solutions to certain things. 
or just laugh about how stupid the world I don't is. Know. We it, can it, we can the, laugh about stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like the bracing's dumb because the the brace, the pistol brace was added or brought in as a loophole to a uh, the, the tax stamp for the an NFA item. So you didn't have to do an SBR. You could just get a pistol brace and still have a short barrel. But it doesn't change the dynamics of the gun. It was just a loophole. Mm-hmm. And then later the ATF goes, okay, well, you can't shoulder it. You have to do it this way. Right. And then – They got a bunch of kickback from that. They got a lot of Quickly changed that. It. And then they said, mm-hmm. okay, if you can shoulder it, that's fine. Now they're saying, no, 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 you have to put a stock on it. And as gun owners, we know that whether it's a brace or a stock, it literally does not change it. No, it doesn't make any difference. You and fire the firearm the same way. But also, <clears throat> the le- a shorter barrel rifle is shooting a slower bullet because we know ballistics. And it's so, technically a 20-inch barrel is going to be more – has more lethality than a 10-inch. I'm going to raise my hand because I want to ask a question. So – I'm raising I'm actually raising my hand but right. it so does that mean if it's if and this may be a stupid question but if it's going slower does that mean that it'll be more deadly because it'll <laughs> rattle, it'll rattle the brain <laughs> So that so, was a, so, a not serious <laughs> fucking question. Does that does that still mean that it, it blows out your back Here's like the Biden thing. said it does? <laughs> Here's the thing. If it's going, like, realistically, for those of you that don't know the answer to that, no, it doesn't. It, and if anything, it makes it less lethal because if you do have body armor, the chances of it penetrating through or damaging you on the other side of the fucking body armor is slim to none compared yeah, to yeah. it going at yeah. full fucking speed out of a 20-inch barrel. Yeah, so. No, I'm not just – I want to verify. Yeah. I just want to say this to preface so no one thinks that I'm like, oh, just change it to a 20-inch barrel. It's more lethal. No. There should be no fucking – any oversight of what we do no, with our it, firearms. It, you should period. be able to put on whatever barrel you want because yeah. if they actually – well, there shouldn't be gun laws at all. But yeah, if they actually based. cared, they should realize like, oh, no, like you you can't make it 26 inches long. If they actually care, they would be giving us fully automatic weapons and not the cartel. So we'll just leave yeah. it at that. Well, I mean <laughs> – Fast and Furious. Yep. <laughs> or the, or the uh, Afghanistan, or I mean, wherever else we're just supplying. Uh, but I mean, Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, their tactic, though, while it is tyrannical, and I, I don't agree with it at all, it's not a bad tactic. Like, you just start changing well, no. stuff. It's like if you're talking to your kid and they're like, hey, Dad, can I watch this movie? And you're like, yeah, sure, totally. Halfway into the movie, you're like, "Why are you watching this movie? You can't watch this movie anymore. You're grounded." And they're just like, "We're all emotionally the, damaged by the our government, you know." So <clears throat> it's it's a brilliant tactic, and now you're gonna have all those people complying, and then they're like, "Well, I, I don't want to get in trouble," so they follow they yeah. follow the rule. Yeah. And then what's gonna happen is they're gonna try to register. It's not gonna get approved, and then they're gonna go put an enforcement order on it. They're gonna raid their house. Yeah. They're gonna find an illegal SBR, and then you just have. Joe Schmo, who bought this rifle completely legally, broke zero laws, maybe didn't even shoot it, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to find this SBR, and he's going to get to spend 10 years in prison, five years mm-hmm. in prison. $210,000. Yeah, exactly. So then on top of that, it's also smart because if, if you're in bed with the guys who are running the private prisons, oh, look, here's billions of extra dollars coming in from the government, mm-hmm. and they get to, well, not from the government, from our pockets, just letting you know. Um, but billions of extra dollars coming in to them because they have these prisons full. It's, it's a business. Well, and it's not, at this point. Yeah, it is. It has always been a business. The prison system has always been about money. It's broken. <clears throat> yeah, and if you want to go down that rabbit hole, just look into the whole social security number and all that stuff. Yeah. You're, you are 
an item when you're yeah. purchased in the United States or <laughs> when you're purchased when you're born <laughs> in the United States. Same thing. <clears throat> Pretty much. Um, yeah, it's the, the whole system is fucked up and it's all corrupt in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not fair because a lot of us are just like, hey, like this is just a hobby. This is something I'm into. And that's how it starts for a lot of us. And then you start to do research because you're getting engaged with different people. You start networking with different people. That's how I started. Like I was like, oh, guns are mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, same way. <clears throat> um, and then I understood like, you know, the the meaning behind the Second Amendment, why we have the rights that we have. And then I started to correlate that to my upbringing. I was like, damn, dude, like if I would have known this stuff, if my family, like my mom had this stuff, a lot of us, the kids and her wouldn't be victims to a lot of shit that had happened in the past. And so now that I'm a father and a husband, I refuse to be a victim or put my family in that vulnerable situation ever again. So it's just, it, it, it was who I was talking to somebody. I think it was you, Ben. Um, <clears throat> where somebody had mentioned something about like, ah, oh, I can't believe, you know, you would ever want a gun or yada, yada, yada. But it's like people, some, oh, no, 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 there was this guy. So this is what happened. Some guy commented on something of ours, you know, hey, I'm with this girl. It was a, it was a question, a question box. That's what it was. Hmm. I'm with when this you're... girl. She's a, on Instagram. Oh, okay. I'm with this girl. She's a total 10, but she's anti-gun. One. <laughs> negative 10 she's a, yeah she's a negative so, 10 and so i was like leave her you know like that was my response and Based. so i even messaged him it was like people that can't comprehend the possession of firearms have never ever ever been exposed to evil mm-hmm. they have lived a sheltered life their entire fucking life you have never been exposed to anything dangerous because once you are in any way, shape, or form, whether it's sexual assault, physical abuse, uh, mental abuse, I mean, any type of abuse, y- you would know why a firearm is a fucking thing. So so I, I think it's uh, – you have two types of people who are anti-firearm. And one person who has been so sheltered that they've never had to deal with it, mm-hmm. ever, right? They, they have no comprehension of how, how fast and how real violence is, mm-hmm. real evil violence is. Mm-hmm. Like, they have no comprehension. Yeah. And then you have the people on the other end who have been through so much stuff and so much trauma that they they almost and, and I've seen this several times in, in training and stuff like that where people don't want to accept that violence can come upon them. Mm-hmm. So they don't even think about it. They they block it out of their brain. Let, like maybe they've been through something. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was ba- back home, when I was doing some training, we had this one girl who she had been a victim of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And she came because she kind of wanted to just see how it was. I think her mom or something was pushing her to do that. And it was so hard for her just to even comprehend that, oh, someone has the ability to do this to me. And now it's my my safety is my responsibility. And it's mm-hmm. easier for them to almost block that out and ignore it <coughs> and just think, oh, okay, well, it, it can't happen. And just, you know, live in this la-la land of nothing bad is going to happen to me, so I don't need a gun. Right. I don't need to know how you know how to fight. I don't need to know all these things because when you start to learn those things, you are accepting and you're making it real that violence is out there, evil is out there, and these are all things that we deal with every day, and we don't even know it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ben? You look like you were going to... I'm just... I'm, I'm taking it in. Um, so this is devil's advocate. That's where I like to play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So when you said that, and I, my initial reaction was exactly yours. But then I was like, oh, wait, wait, let me 
take two steps and step back. And I was like, no, actually, that is a good – it's a good opportunity to educate someone. Mm-hmm. So instead of going, you know, she's amazing, whatever, she's anti-gun. That's a good – it's a good opportunity to open a discussion going, hey, what is it about guns? Right. Have you ever held a gun? Have you shot a gun? Yeah. And just kind mm-hmm. of figure out – now, if it ends up that, you know, there's, there's no way that you're going to convince them otherwise, and that's fine. Then you've yeah. made your decision, but – there's a lot of people out there that, that their initial reaction is guns are bad, but right. they've never shot a gun. They've yeah. never handled one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like maybe we need to change the perspective of, well, you know, instead of going, well, fuck you, go, wait, well, why is it? Why are you anti-gun? What is yeah. it about it? Maybe help educate them because that's kind of what we need. So, yeah, and I, I, I agree with that because, like, from my perspective of, like, both professionally and, like, personally – I'm doing my portion of like educating, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so like I've gotten to a point in my life where like if I just like talk to like some Joe Blow on the side of the street and he's yelling at me and like fuck you and no guns and you know, I'm not gonna waste any time of my no, life to communicate no. with that person. Yeah, and so my initial response, like a lever, is like I'm in a joking manner, but at the same time I'm just like I personally have no fucking time in my life to waste on somebody that is that fucking blind because of the way that I came up and the things that I was exposed to. I I don't have the energy to try and convince you otherwise. Well, now if you if if it's a relationship that you're yeah. in, sure, take the time to do that. I'm sure that he did, but it's like take the time to try and communicate with her. But most of us, I've been in relationships before my current where I had been with somebody that was anti-gun. I wasn't as into it now as I am now, but, or then as I am now, but, um, I, you literally like, it's like talking to a fucking wall. Like mm-hmm. they, you, they have to yep. live your life or to experience something almost fucking traumatic for them to even fathom the idea of self-defense. Yeah. 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 I mean, <clears throat> yeah, but I, I just, I still feel that there is, there's room for the opportunity to go, hey, like, let's. I mean, would you be open to shooting and then make a different decision, or at least, yeah, yeah, experience mm-hmm. it? Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. I think, I think instead of having the mindset of like, you know, the kind of the cancel culture that the left and that people have created that we have now been adopting, because that's that's exactly that mindset of, you know, you don't like this, fuck you, mm-hmm. get out yeah. of my house. And yeah. It's like yeah. that's exactly what the the left was doing. It's like, if, oh, you don't support gays, you know, fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we we can't do that. We have to be more open and kind of go like, you know what, you know, at least see if you have the opportunity or the willingness to listen. If you after the fact and you're like, no, it's not a convincing argument. I'm still where I feel. Yeah. Then there you go. You you know with a shadow of a doubt. But I think it's kind of like you know, talking to people about Jesus, mm-hmm. you're not going to convince anyone mm-hmm. or not anyone, but any, everyone. But I think as Christians, we have to be able to have those conversations. And it's the same thing with firearm. We have to be able to talk to people about that. That's kind of our duty. Right. And part mm-hmm. of our responsibilities with having a firearm is educate the people who are uneducated, because as but we you, know, you can't educate people that aren't willing to listen. That's my main point. No, and I think yeah, but you have to you have to be able to understand or know where that point is, mm-hmm. because not you know I think seeing if someone's willing to have a discussion, and then if you kind of get that crossroad of like no, they're just gonna keep like you know NPC it and just you know <laughs> keep doing the same you know same Seriously. thing like yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I just I just I want that to put that out there that people. Should at least try yeah. to have those 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 discussions. But don't be a broken record either, though. Like, no, you can't. Yeah. You, like I've 
Yeah, I have family members that are this way. 90% yeah. of my family, you know, my mom, my dad, the only Leave ones them. that get it. Leave them. <laughs> Disown them. No, it's just, it's just it's not even that. It's just like, I can't even explain Viking to you. Like, funeral. Well, and, and what's, what's frustrating about it to me, though, is like, there are people in my family that have been exposed to traumatic situations, and they also still don't get it. I second think, group of people I was talking about. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think those are the people who associate that traumatic response with guns. And if they're not around that, they won't be around that traumatic res- that. Yep. Yeah. They look at me like I'm fucking crazy. And I'm like, bro, you're crazy. <laughs> you live in this fucking false utopia. Like yeah. everything's safe. You're, you're fucking crazy. Like those are the yeah. people that get stabbed in the neck on the fucking train. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I don't and know. I, and I think, I think a big part of that, and then this isn't just women, but this is with anti-gun people or people who don't like like certain things they again like to live in that la-la land of not wanting to accept their own their own their responsibility to protect themselves and their family um but the thing that i find crazy is those are normally the people who need it the most like Mm -hmm. you see in the industry and i'm sure everyone listening to this is aware that men are probably 90 percent of this industry Mm -hmm. right the the operator you know stuff Mm -hmm. Um, with that being said, for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm six one right now, two hundred and ten pounds. Normally less than that, but you know, vacation <laughs> we went a little crazy. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm not a small guy. I don't feel like a big guy, but I'm also not a small guy, which means a lot of the time I'm not a target for violent things because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm a more hard target. Yeah. With that being said, I also know people who are, you know, five foot and weigh 110 pounds. And if there's some 300 pound, six foot four dude that decides, hey, you're coming with me, I don't care how good your jujitsu is. Mm -hmm. I don't care how well you punch. I don't care any of that stuff. If he is intent on doing harm to you, you are going to have very little chance. Mm -hmm. And the the only thing, well, not the only thing. Punch out, go to work. Yeah, the best thing to do (laughs) is, you know, just tell them you don't consent and they'll leave you alone. (laughs) But in all reality, the the best thing is, no one that I know personally is bulletproof mm. um and i don't know if you guys your guys experiences differed but you know nine mil don't care no nine mil crazy Fuck, so yeah. it'll just do things yeah. and you can have someone who is five foot and a hundred pounds and they can run a gun just as well as some dude who's six three three hundred yeah. pounds oh yeah you know so it is that that force multiplier that kind of equals the playing field a little bit i've seen less dudes at six four three hundred pounds shoot as good as someone as five foot yeah exactly pounds. exactly Jeez, yeah. you know so so you have that that disparity of force yeah which is why it just amazes me that women are not all over guns. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know it's that violence thing, and they, most of them are are more, more towards the naturing part, which I think is essential, right? Because men, I would be a terrible what, nurturing. Mother. Yeah, nurturing? more nurturing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be a terrible mother. So and so, let me. I'm gonna jump in right there because um, this is actually something Tiana and I are developing, like a women's class. Mm-hmm. That's not like a. It's not live fire super related. operator no <laughs> it's not even that so it's one of the biggest things that we've heard from women why they don't get into this stuff is sp- specifically because of like the typical nra man that was in yeah. the industry for the last mm-hmm. 20 years like 20 yeah. 30 years yeah. it's like that's that is when you hear oh i'm a gun shooting you know god fearing american yeah you hear you hear yeah. that like we're the new generation of shooters yeah. We really are. And so we're a lot more open-minded and, like, humble when it comes to that type yeah, of we're shit. We're so and, like, woke for and welcoming, <laughs> and 
welcoming. <laughs> well, not like woke, but like we're, it, so we're just guns. we're not fucking assholes. Yeah. Like, and we're, yeah. we truly want to fucking help, and we don't give off this burly asshole man, like wife beating attitude that mm-hmm. a lot of these older guys do. And back in the day, and still, some guys are still pulling the whole ex-military fucking Navy SEAL. You know, they yeah. got the operator yeah. beard and all that shit. And so it's intimidating to, to that 110 pound, five foot chick. Mm-hmm. And so they want to feel welcomed. So it's, I'm not saying we got to have candles and scentsy all over the place. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, whoa. Candles will be nice. Yeah, what's yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> I say we get out of the rain, man. <laughs> no, uh, but I'm saying like, so that's, Birds we're going to start sage. with like an in-person, like an in-person thing where, hey, let's, we're not even going to talk about guns right now. We're just going to talk about what's the difference of being a threat. And what is – how do you avoid being a threat? So kind of mm-hmm. like situ- situational, situational awareness. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. we'll get into like specifically situational awareness, transitional spaces, mm-hmm. and then give different scenarios, you know, inside your home, around, you know, in the, the uh, grocery store parking lot, like with a kid, without a kid, you know, alone, mm-hmm. with your spouse, like all of these fucking things. And then we'll get into, okay – the next tier up from this is, and this is all free class. We're not charging a fucking dime for it. Heck yeah. And Based. so, because if they want to take any, <laughs> well, <laughs> there's so, so the reason why this is main, this is being pushed by Tiana because she's a part of all these mom groups and these local mm-hmm. groups and shit with all these moms. And so what is happening out here in our area specifically, I don't know about in your area, but out here, it is fucking the, the, uh, human abduction attempts are fucking through the roof right now. Dang. And they're all happening right over here. Right over by Daniel, uh, where he's at, in all of that, that area. I mean, yeah. Okay, that's that Ontario. Area, on um, that, have you it, seen the the that crime area per capita? Yeah, it's, it's getting bad. It's funny when I told you, you're like, really? I'm like, dude, look at the numbers. Yeah. and you start looking, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. And Daniel's trying to leave. It's, it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And so, and that's, and so we're just trying to do whatever we can. Like, hey, like maybe these little tips and these little things that go through our brain while we're entering a parking lot that you have never thought of because you've never been in that situation before. Like a lot of the things that we are teaching are things that we've been through or have learned through classes to where we're able to dissect it and figure out what is the best route, you know, Mm -hmm. the safest way to do it. Um, Something as simple as like, I'll, I'll throw this one out there for any lady or guy, even guys, this is beneficial to you. If you are with a child in a mm-hmm. car and you're driving to the grocery store where the cart returns are mm-hmm. make sure that where your kid is positioned in the vehicle that side of the vehicle is up against the cart return mm-hmm. does that make sense so that yeah, way yeah, if yeah. you open that door and you're putting them in the seat your back's turned there's not a vehicle that can pull up right next yeah, to you and harder. just drag you into a vehicle the, yeah it's like transitional spaces I just have like my you gun out yeah. <laughs> you're like one hand yeah. buckling him in the seat the other one pointing a gun behind you <laughs> point somewhere but because that's one of the kit. that's yep. one of the most like common ways that they'll do that is they yeah. trap you yeah. in between your door and your vehicle and then their vehicle is in that open gap area nothing else mm-hmm. and nobody will see it happen mm-hmm. and so whether it's you yeah. or your vehicle like you avoid putting yourself in a situation where that could be that oh no you have to back into a fucking car space 90 percent of fucking cars now have a fucking reverse camera yeah so use it yeah i don't know so it, it's just shit like that that we're trying to do and so we're breaking it down doing powerpoints and the little videos and I don't know, but I feel like that's that's what my my main point with that is. Dudes, a lot mm. of dudes are too fucking douchey. Yeah, or they're yeah. Pay, they're charging a shitload of money for classes, and a lot of these women are stay at home moms. They don't mm. have fucking time, and they don't have fucking money on, for, to pay for themselves. So we got to make this shit more readily available. Education should be free if it's in the defense of other human beings. No, that's I, my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. So and, I mean, the industry's gonna hate me for that, but I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I mean, I mean, on top of that. 
ju- just saying, if you are elitist, because I, I think a problem that we deal with a lot in this industry is people are super elitist. For sure. I'm going to call everyone out who is an elitist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. Uh, elitists eat are a, terrible, and they, they ruin the industry for us because you have people coming in and they don't have a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. You get those stay-at-home moms who don't have time. These these women are working 24-hour jobs. You yep. don't stop being a mom, yep. right? Even even with us, I mean, I'm just an employee, so I can leave. But <laughs> but but uh, you're fired. But you guys both, I'm sure you guys understand. You quit your nine to fives. You can go work, you know, 24 yep. seven. But you can still kind of turn that off. You can stop being Ben the holster maker and Elijah the goon daddy. And <laughs> Oh, and Lord, you can never here. called myself can, that. He every morning. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little vision board of his shrine to Goon Daddy. He prays himself. But uh, <laughs> who I was, who I am, and who I'm going to be. <laughs> I am the future. This I is not the past. my final I am form. The one who they call him. <laughs> I am the Alpha, the Omega, <laughs> Saint Goon. <laughs> Dude, that needs to be a design. Yeah, I Saint literally Goon. got a message last night from Cooper. He was like, "You need to make a Saint Goon." That shirt. Sober. Yes. Uh, but but as I was saying, like uh, single mothers or you know just stay at home mothers have a twenty four hour job. No yeah. matter what, even if they go out to a class, if they get a call from their kid, they gotta um, leave. They gotta leave. Like, yeah. That is their priority. Yeah. So when we have people who are coming into the industry or in the industry well established and are acting like absolute douchebags towards them because mm. they have a cheap gun or they don't have all the kit they need and they don't have these things, they're ruining it mm-hmm. for them. And they these are probably the people who need it the most. I will give from a good guy perspective within the industry, I will give a little bit of advice to women uh, because the bad guys in the industries love the titties and the guns. The good guys in the industries are trying to not associate with that so if you actually want to learn things about guns and if you actually want to fucking like get to know some people keep your tits in your shirt also just saying because uh, people will only try to train you for ulterior motives i'm just gonna throw that I've out met there a few guys like that and they suck yeah. They and and this is the this is the best part. And they're like punch out. They always <laughs> go to work. They they always suck at shooting. Yes. They always they're like oh I'm an egg. Okay. If you ever hear someone come up to you at the range and they're telling you about their past military experience, that's the first thing you don't know their first name. Yep. You don't know anything. They're like, I'm an ex Navy SEAL and uh, I've killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You know who Osama Bin Laden did? I killed Osama Bin Laden three times. You know that, that's the kind of stuff they'll say. If you're not running your gun. <laughs> your gun's not running. It, it. So when you get guys like that, and, and I, you ever heard of Oodle Loop? <laughs> I don't even know if we have any women listening. I don't know what our percentages are. We do, we do are. have some. Oh heck yeah! You guys like are like point one. Yeah, you know it's very low. You guys are the best point one percent. Thank you for it's listening. It's probably Tiana. Well, Tiana's one of them. Yeah, but but Tiana's our one female listener. But if you ever meet someone like this at the range and they are trying to trying to build themselves up about how amazing they are at shooting, oh they're, my God. If they're trying to tell you how good they are at shooting, and you're at range. Your job there is to shoot. So just fucking prove yourself yeah. instead of telling me all these words, mm-hmm. right? So most times they suck at shooting. So so don't worry about them. Just ignore them. Mm-hmm. They're stupid. But. I don't know where I was going with that, so I'll... Get a refund and yeah. find guys like us. Exactly. <laughs> you will deal with... And if anyone's ever looking to do self-defense stuff, I did Krav Maga for a little bit, which is... I, I think there's a stigma around it, and they're not even wrong, because you... You'll, <laughs> there's a stigma behind everything. No, but there's there's definitely... A, there's a lot of Krav Maga people out here, or a lot of people who hear about Krav Maga, and they they imagine the guys who are like, I was, I, I was in the Israeli... 
the IDF. I was in the Israeli Defense Force, and they taught me the moves that are illegal in America. And I could kill you from just like 10 feet away from just looking at you because I learned the moves. And those guys are, they suck. I'm sorry. They usually have like a long ponytail. Yeah, dude. Like they have a huge beard, and they're talking about how amazing they are. They're fat. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, usually overweight. Been divorced. Probably a sex offender. (laughs) And the thing that sucks about Krav Maga is because at its root, basically, all it means, and I'm probably gonna be wrong, but that's fine. All it means is like self defense. It's it. It is a it is a style, but it's kind of a culmination of everything put together. And if the hard part is finding a good school. Mm-hmm. I was lucky that I found a fabulous school. Uh, my coach was amazing, super good, and he like he knew his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've also gone to other schools where they're really elitist. They don't know what they're doing, or they they think they're super amazing. And this is like those classes yeah, where they like they they film for YouTube and you get like an inch close and they're like ah like yeah, and your whole body falls. But but you have those guys, are my favorite. I think <laughs> if you ever go to anything. If it's uh, jujitsu, Krav Maga, any like Muay Thai, all that stuff. If you ever go to a school like that, mm-hmm. and you find that they're they're not open to questions, mm. where if you're doing this one move and you're like, oh well, what about this? And they they start to berate you almost. Leave the school immediately. It is not worth it. You are wasting your time. You are wasting your money. Anyone who is worth their salt will be open to questions, mm-hmm. right? So even in the shooting. Situation. Yeah. If you're like, hey, well, what about this? And they just make you feel stupid for it. I would leave and ask for a refund, honestly, mm-hmm. because solid advice. Yeah, yeah, because if you, as an instructor, are not open to being questioned, that means you're probably not improving. You're probably not where you need to be, mm-hmm. and you are you are just stupid. Like you're just <laughs> you dumb. are. I'm you sorry. are. No, you're that's exactly dude, and that's exactly why I'm getting certifications to be an instructor. So like, you can do that to people. No. <laughs> No, so, no, it's, it's because, like, I don't – obviously, everyone is, like, their biggest critic. You're your own biggest mm-hmm. critic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly believe that. I think I'm Ben's big, biggest critic, probably. <laughs> oh my God. Apparently, you're, like, my In the fucking, shop, I just, you're my stalker. I'm your worst enemy. <laughs> I was going to I was no, gonna I go take to pictures this. outside of your house. I, I you. Dude. <laughs> Fucking loot, dude! I just started shooting. <laughs> I'd go full Alex Jones. Uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, we dude, had some ideas. That, uh, my wife would have lost it. We would have sold the house. It would have been all your fucking fault, dude. All right. My uh, point is though, is, is the the reason why I I wanted to take classes and get certified. It's not even required in the state of Idaho. No. But the reason I wanted to do it is because I even with the amount of experience and the amount of knowledge that I have still don't feel like I'm good enough to teach anyone a fucking basic class even though I've heard from family members I've heard from like you guys I've heard from other people that I've shot with that have been teaching you're you're great you're mm-hmm. you can do this and it's like I still don't feel like I'm good enough and I feel like if you don't question yourself before you put yourself in a position of like authority or educator uh, you're going to be failing the people that are coming there because it, it, you're going to be put in that situation. Someone's going to mm-hmm. ask a why question, and you're going to be like, ah, uh, yeah. and then yeah. you're going to have some stupid response, and you're going to be, you're, you're, all of your credibility is going to be gone. And Absolutely. I don't want to risk that at all. But, <clears throat> but I mean, kind of go back to what Eddie was saying is that you, you should be okay with questions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you should. Well, but, I'm okay you know, with questions. But you're talking about the credibility. Well, but yeah. yeah, but like, I want to be okay with questions, but I feel like there's questions that I can't answer. Now, now I put po- okay. okay. Formulate. Okay, so stay so, with me here. So just take notes and say I'm going to get back to you. Exactly. That's a really good question. Right. Yeah. So you you can't know everything. You you never or ever. Well, I 
little known secret. <laughs> Eddie knows everything. I, I actually know everything. <laughs> so just anyone who feels like questioning me, just don't. Don't question me because I already know it. I already know it. I already knew the question you were going to ask. <laughs> I am omnipotent. But... <laughs> But you're, you're not going to know everything, yeah. right? No. And, and I think you actually gain credibility by, by, not, knowing by not knowing everything. Because if you pretend, if you put yourself on this pedestal and mm -hmm. pretend you know everything, people see right through it. Well, that's like, this I, guy's an idiot. I, I don't, and that's why I'm putting myself in this but, position, But though. stay with me here. If someone asks you a question, like even with holsters, we'll have people come in and ask weird questions, like questions mm. that should not be asked, but whatever. Yeah. And we don't always know the answer. And it... I personally think, and having dealt with a lot of people and been in leadership training and stuff like that, a lot of those scenarios are great opportunities to gain credibility by simply saying, hey, I don't know all the answers. I'm not sure. I know some people who know a little bit more about that. I'll consult with them and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Right? Because if you, if, if someone asks a question, I mean, we've all had conversations with people who you ask them a question or you say something and they didn't quite hear you, but they still respond really confidently. Yeah. And it's like, oh, how's your day? And you're like, yeah, my car's out there. And, and, <laughs> and you just like, look at them like, hey, you're, you're stupid, you know, <laughs> versus just being like, I didn't hear you at all, you know? So you don't have to know everything. Yeah. I think it's great you're going to classes and getting certs and yeah, all and that it's stuff. Not, and it's not to know everything. Yeah. It's just I... I already know, I, it, I so question, I can just tell you. <laughs> I, I question myself a lot, like, well, I know this and I know this, but like... If I'm put into a situation, like, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't been able to challenge it against anything else. More knowledge is not worse. Yeah. Just you don't need to know everything. Yeah. And if you're waiting till the time you feel 100% ready, this is just good life advice in general. Yeah. If you are waiting to the point where you feel 100% ready, it's it's never going to happen. Well, and you're I never going to do anything. I, I know that. And that's yeah. why, like, I... I don't feel like I'm 100% ready, but I know that I'll never be 100% ready. But I feel like at the very least, you should have some form of like certification proving that you've like invested in yourself. Like, of course, I've taken a bunch of classes and I've hosted a bunch of classes. But other than on like my tax information, there's no paperwork so, showing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right now we still live in a, a, a society that takes – Oh, you're you're prior military or yeah, exactly, prior exactly. law enforcement. You know everything. And, and I'm they, just a civilian. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my point, though. That's, but I think that's the stigma behind it. Just a civilian. I think for you, what you, you you have to get over is that you're gonna you're gonna have people that want to take the class just based on it's you. It's you. You're goon daddy. Yeah, but I don't. Just, I, no, just listen. Yeah. So initially, and that and, and that will get you seats in the door. You know, eat there. The asses in the seats. And then they're going to realize, wow, like he knows what he's talking about. But then also, if you're willing to go, I don't know the answer, I will consult, you know, whoever. But then the fact of that you actually follow up and reach out to them, email, text, whatever, mm -hmm. do you know how much credibility and how much people are going to go, this dude cares. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then now yeah. you're getting questions that you may not know the answer to, but now you're learning too because you're like, I never even thought about that. So – you can have a good understanding of the fundamentals and everything they're going to teach. Mm -hmm. Know that, yeah. but you're never going to know the answers. And you may go like, you may be able to have the okay. You may be able to take the answer and go, I don't know, and I'll consult. But then you might go, maybe you have somebody you can reach while they're doing a drill and, and do right. that. But you might even just process the answer and go, actually, you know, what? I was thinking about it, and this is, I think, this is the best way. But I'm still going to do this, and then mm -hmm. you reach out and mm -hmm. do that. That will give so much value yeah. to your students yeah. and then also to people because they're going to go, dude, I went to this class. I had a question. He didn't know the answer. Mm -hmm. 
and a day or two later, he reached out and, and told me, yeah, well, people so, are going to want to come to that class because you care. Well, and I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Like, I, it's not that I don't feel like I'm, I'm like good enough. Like I said, I've, I've done this for a while. I'm comfortable. Like when I'm on the range, I'm in my fucking zone. Like yeah. I am, that is my fucking church. That's my dojo. That's right. Like, you know, <laughs> sure. Whatever. Sweet leg. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like literally though, that's, that's my place. That's where I feel the most comfortable apart from like driving cars, like a psychopath. But let me ask you this. If you were to have a taxi driver come up and uh, and ask you, hey, where where you want to go, and you, you jump in the car, you're in the fucking passenger seat or in the back seat, and your fucking luggage is in the trunk, you're not getting out, the doors lock, and you just find out this guy has no fucking license. He is, you don't know how long he's been fucking driving. None of this shit. Like, so, just because he's, oh, I've been driving since I was a kid. Like, you believe that? Yeah, I mean, I'm like, well, man, let's let party. Well, so here's here's the thing. God, <laughs> come on, dude. No, come no, on. No, I but, mean, realistically. Yeah. But, but in, listen, in court, though. in court. In the state of Idaho, I'm serious, like in any fucking state, if one of my students utilizes his weapon in a self-defense manner, guess who's going to be subpoenaed to court? Me. Damn, okay. that's not based. No, it's not. But that's <laughs> wait, what wait, fucking but, happens. So, this is real life, though. We can't just play fantasy land forever. But let's let's go back to that fantasy land, right? Let, let's go back to the, the taxi driver, right? Doors are locked. Luggage is in there. Have you ever taken a taxi? Motherfuckers are crazy, bro. No, 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 no. Have you ever taken a taxi? Yes. Okay, did you ask him for his driving, his license, his record? Did you ask him, oh, how long have you been driving? How no. many times have you crashed? No. No, because you trusted it. So you have lived <laughs> in your own fantasy land in that same thing that you don't want to do. You've committed the act already. Same so with buses. Can we buses. get an audio of a mic drop? <laughs> same, I don't know. Same. What was this? There <laughs> but like same with same with buses if you've ever ridden a bus when's the last time you went to your bus driver and said hey yo can i see your license real quick that's true and and, and that's true he just hey, had the suit hey, on when's the last time yeah. you, when's the last time you crashed this bus yeah and they're you or know the pilot on the airplane yeah, the, i recently talked to a pilot this guy i okay greg if you are listening right now, Greg, who works for Alaskan Airlines, you landed that plane like a beauty. Oh, my gosh. That landing was butter smooth. But, but I, I talked to him after because I, I talked to the other pilot, and I was like, yo, who landed this plane? And, and he was like, dude, it wasn't me. It was Greg. I was like, Greg, you killed it, man. Thank you. My spine thanks you. And then the flight back, I don't know who she was, female pilot. Shout out to all the female pilots out there. She, again, but, well, I guess it wasn't her second time landing it, but Alaskan <laughs> Airlines, if there's any female pilots out there, whichever one had my flight, dude, she she destroyed, it was such a good landing. It was like, and it was so smooth. So shout out to her. I didn't get a chance to talk to you, but. He says it's like he that, flies planes and right. he knows the it difference. It was so smooth. Oh, dude. You've been the, on a plane, right? There was right? no yeah, there's, Dude, no, it was uh, out of L.A. to Portland. It was the bumpiest fucking takeoff and the worst ride and then the worst landing. I'm telling you. And you it was guys, the first ride I was ever on. If you've ridden planes enough, you know when there's a good landing. Mm -hmm. Like when they just kind of land and you're like, am I on the ground? And then you're like, I'm on the ground. Mm -hmm. like yeah, this, that's, if that's, you can't tell, yeah. dude, they killed oh, I it. I told everything. They like, killed it. So everything. shout out to Greg <laughs> and whoever. My pilot was going like this while I was flying. <laughs> An hour flight. I was like, I'm dying. A little bit of play. <laughs> I'm going to die. There's a little bit of play in the steering on this guy, but you know, it'll still be right. It was a cheap ass flight, bro. <laughs> but, so first of all, shout out to those two. You guys are fantastic pilots. Keep doing what you're doing. Anyways. But you don't go to a pilot and you don't ask them, hey, no, how long have you been flying? When's the last time you crashed? So, so I think, I, okay. So here's my other thing behind it is I think that there, like Ben was talking about earlier, there's a lot of cancel culture. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have also been in a situation where we have dealt with an instructor 
that had claimed to be something and somebody that he was not any of. However, he was a phenomenal educator. He knew his shit when it came to firearms. I still teach a lot, not teach, but utilize the same things that he had taught because it was valid information. It's all real. Um, It's no different than anything you would get from like Haley Strategic or any of these other guys. It's all the same type of information. So even though he was a shitty person, the information that was being shared was good. Um, And so because of situations like that have happened in the industry, not only just with my business, but all over the industry of these Mm -hmm. stolen valor, uh, fake backgrounds, all this stuff. It's like, who are you? Where did you get your training? Because 90% of my stuff is all self-taught. 90% of my training is self-taught and then challenging it against people like you guys. And then apart from all the other guys that I've hosted and I've learned from and the other class, what are you doing? He's making out with the mic, apparently. I was just listening. <laughs> You're listening with your nose on the mic. Um, so it's just I, I, like there's a lot of cancel culture in the industry. So if mm-hmm. you don't have any like fucking skin in the game, you don't have any type of paperwork, no paper trail showing any type of like proof of classes or certifications or anything. I think it just I, it, it just solidifies it for you, in my no, opinion. I think you are the prime example of people who overthink and never move because you you've created the scenario so harshly that you're afraid to take that first step and mm-hmm. not realize that first step is painless absolutely i, because, I think okay I so think, listen i'm not just, afraid just, though no, i'm just i'm just trying are, to be legit if you, if you weren't afraid you'd already be teaching classes yep. but it's, it's yep. not being afraid no, it's because just trying to legitimize on, my teaching i know but all. you've created all these little scenarios because you, you there's a couple that i've seen that you've you're like in this scenario if i do this i'll do this mm-hmm. and that scenario hasn't happened so you haven't done the next thing mm. when it's like you that shouldn't be even a a trigger for the next thing mm-hmm. yeah the thing that in the, in the common thing with all these people that you're saying is, you know, they had all they were basically shitty people. Mm-hmm. Not that the 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 material was bad; it was just they were shitty people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, are you a shitty person? No. Okay, so what are you afraid of? I'm not. I, 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 there you I, I, go. No, you. So you, you guys are you, you're molding it into I'm afraid of something or what if something. That's what I'm just. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm we're just trying. <laughs> what you can't wait, go wait, and be wait, a wait, fucking wait, teacher wait, if you wait, didn't wait, go wait. to college. Like it's, it's, it's that mean, simple. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna be honest. It's, is that a better analogy? No, no, but like, I don't understand. Here. You can't be a teacher because because of the rules. Right, you can't be a teacher. Yeah. I know people who could teach math way better I than know, any of the I teachers know, I've I had. I know, but it's still the stigma of oh, well, if you don't go Fuck to college. I know. Who cares about I'm the, the stigma? same fucking way. <laughs> no, but, but you're not teaching. But though. I can't <laughs> no, fill a not. fucking class oh, from you can guys fill. that don't have certifications. You can I'm fill telling a class. you from the fucking truth. If they have us, and I've had guys with fucking 15 years military experience, every fucking certification he was, he was under a the fucking no, every <laughs> single certification under the under the fucking sun, and they fucking sucked. They fucking suck at shooting. They suck at talking. They have horrible human skills. All of this shit. Okay. But everyone signed up because of the fucking paper trail. So all I'm trying to do is I'm a great person. I'm an honest person. I'm a phenomenal fucking shooter. And I can, I'm can. i fucking humble as shit. But, <laughs> but, Self-proclaimed most humble human on earth. <laughs> no one knows any better than me. No, no, but like I, I've had these guys with these massive paper trails and everyone signs up. But I have these guys that are amazing fucking teachers. And they have no background whatsoever. They're just a stupid civilian. And nobody signs up. So, so that's what I'm saying. I'm a stupid civilian with no fucking military law enforcement experience because that stigma still fucking exists i need to have something to prove to myself and to these people that i am worth a fuck so so that's it that's all i'm saying with that scenario it's for me. 
we're gonna keep attacking you for this. Just this is attack fun. me, but yeah. it's not a what so, if I'm scared so, shit. Well, it's, I'm this not is real. Like, so so okay. with that scenario, I want you to think about longevity, right? <laughs> it, if you are saying if you're going there and you are like, oh my gosh, I I have 85 years military experience. I killed Osama bin Laden three times. I can do a handstand and shoot stuff at a thousand yards. Right, right. And they do that, and then they teach a class. People will experience the class and know how good they actually are at teaching, at shooting, all those things. Yep. So you can lie up until the point you are on that line and it's time to shoot. Mm-hmm. I can go. I'm, I'm going to go out and say it. You guys didn't know this about me. I'm a grandmaster shooter uh, at USPSA. <laughs> I'm actually I'm better than every human on earth. So I'm calling out any shooter. No, but I. so I just said that. Right, right. Yeah. I just said that, mm-hmm. and I can go and tell people that there were. There's probably like at least one or two people who heard me on the podcast say right. that. Right, when I step on that line mm-hmm. and it's time for me to actually shoot and perform, mm-hmm. no fucking way that I'm I'm a grandmaster shooter. There's no chance there. Right, right. So people will see that and they'll understand that. Yeah. Right. So the longevity of it is not the oh I have this I can I can fill a class once, twice, three times until the word gets out. Mm-hmm. Right. But. The skills that you learn from teaching, you, the skills you learn for teaching are only learned in teaching. Yeah. Right? You'll only know if your curriculum works. You'll only know if you have the skills to instruct because there's plenty of people who are really good at doing stuff but can't teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So the best way to do it. And that's where I'm at is I'm good at doing it, but I don't know if I'm good at teaching. So and the, that's where I'm the, being taught through the certification process. Is the certification the doesn't teach you very much. No, not the shooting portion. There's little to no shooting in this class. Yeah. It's all like in-person, like interview style type shit. Like – it's it has nothing to do with shooting and everything to do with like the person experience. Like, that's what I need help with. But is what communicating. if what if you just run a class? And no, no, but hear me out. You know enough people where you can put together a class of yeah. people who are amazing shooters, mm-hmm. down to tear like people who've never shot before, and then people who do shoot but shouldn't be. Right. Right. You could put together a class of five to ten individuals. Mm-hmm. Say, hey guys, we're just gonna go shooting. Bring your own ammo. It's free. I'll make some hot dogs or something, mm-hmm. and we all go out. You spend the time. Put together your curriculum, and we all just are there. And we ask questions. We we run it like we would a normal class. Right. But you're the instructor this time. Yeah. Right? And then you go through all that, and at the end, we have an after an after action report, and we bully you. And we just tell you what you did wrong, what you did <laughs> or right. Or even then, like, we just just talk to you yeah. about it. Because yeah. I think <clears> – and I, I mean, I know we're kind of attacking a little bit. But I think the biggest thing is we're trying to tell you that those people that you're saying have all this credibility. And like what Eddie was saying, they don't have longevity. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they got them in the seat. And then word spread real fast. They're like, dude, this guy's a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And the guys like like Kyle a Combat Absolute or Raul Garcia. And then people those take guys, these classes. Those guys aren't jokes, no, by the way. Those guys, those guys aren't jokes. They take the, people take their classes and go like, wow, like they taught me and I want to go back because they, they were such a good instructor. Mm-hmm. And I've never taken a class from either of them. No, well, Felicia did one with Kyle at Combat Absolute, and we'll be all three of us will be with uh, Raul Garcia. Yep. Yeah, but 
that's what keeps the people coming back. Yeah. It's the certifications or, you know, the branding, whatever that gets people in the door, but you want people to keep coming back and that's going to be the lesson. And yeah. I, I think one of the other things about that is yes, you will get people in the door, but you know, what would get even more people in the door when you have a good reputation, mm-hmm. yeah. because if I'm talking to all my buddies mm-hmm. and all these guys have taken a class with this amazing instructor and like, dude, you have to go. And these are people that I trust. They say, dude, you have to go. It was amazing training. I learned so many things. Mm-hmm. You're going to be look more likely to go because mm-hmm. it's you learn the information from someone familiar and not just someone on the internet. No, I yeah, right? I agree. I just I still don't so think you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Maybe run, I'm not. Maybe I'm just, not. This is why I, I need help is because I, I maybe I'm not communicating it to you guys enough for you to understand what I'm trying to say, why I'm doing this. But it's like I I can shoot. I can tell Mm -hmm. people things, Mm -hmm. but it's how to formulate that in order for them to retain the information. I have not learned how to do that yet. You never learned that. I know. Teaching in class. class. Yes, but this is like a mock class. They put you through a mock class per their curriculum that they teach you, which is just standard information, which I think I know. But I haven't been able to challenge that beyond any of the other people that I've hosted. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm saying. So I will say this. So the one time that uh, it was you, me, Tiana, and Felicia, uh-huh. when we left, Felicia in that, but this is before even going to Kyle's, she was like, I actually felt like I learned something. Mm-hmm. Like I took a little bit away because we didn't shoot like a ton. It wasn't a whole lot of instruction, but she's like, just the little bit that you taught, mm-hmm. she's like, I didn't feel confused, whatever. So... Felicia's pretty honest too. So if she's even saying that, it's like, I think, I think you just need to do it. And I I still think you should take those courses, right? Just already paid for to give you that, to give you those warm and fuzzies. I think you should still take them. But I, there's no harm in just hosting a class with ten of your friends, mm-hmm. some of them who are advanced shooters, mm-hmm. some of them who are not advanced shooters, mm-hmm. and then we can, you know, ask questions as they come. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna have different questions because everyone has a different understanding. I just couldn't so, have you in a class. You're too much of a smart ass. You just have <laughs> me asking stupid ass questions. The funny thing is, that would be real. one of your better ones. I'm just smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean. Ben knows this. I'm very open with my opinion. Yeah. And oh, yeah. anyone who is who has been around me for any amount of time, I'm very open with my opinion. No, I know. So if you teach something that's stupid, I'll be like, hey, I got a question. Um, so why are you an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I didn't want to turn this into talking about my fucking classes. I don't know how we but got hey, on that. But hey, sign up for his class. Uh, we're going to be opening up enrollment very soon. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, we're charging $0 and you get hot dogs, but you have to, you have to write up a little review for him after. There you go. So, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there you go. go. We'll do one. that. All right. Cool. Anyways, so, next topic. <laughs> next topic. All Fuck. right. So I wanted to ask this because we have Eddie as uh, our person, as our guest. Right. Yeah. So you lived in Hawaii for 18 years? 19, almost, yeah. Really? Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So you've only been here for a Not long. Bit. Not long. It was a long walk, but I made it. <laughs> you, wait, you walk on water? <laughs> well, I, I said I knew everything. <laughs> ancient Hawaiian secrets. So you wouldn't know. You're not Canuck. <laughs> Shout out to all my Hawaiians out there, fellow Kanukamoli. Um, yep. Okay. So <laughs> what I wanted to ask is, okay, so you've lived there for... I'm almost 19 years. I've been there a hot minute, yeah. And then you came here, got mm-hmm. into firearms, yep. got hot and heavy into it, now being... Now I'm financially ruined by it, but it's <laughs> awesome. It's worth it. It's amazing. So, living in a red state and then then recently going back, 
how's your perspective and things been going recently going there and coming back like what's your experience um, been my going there and coming back it Other was, than eating like amazing oh, food, I hate so much food. It was terrible, um, but it was also worth, I would. It was I'll fuck a spam dude, It up. was it was amazing. It was dude. I'll bring some over. Do you, yeah, yeah, do it. You can make them. It's not hard. Some. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, my perspective on that: people here are kind but not nice, and and hear me out. Yeah. So. My definition, and you can Google this, it'll probably be completely different. That's fine because I know everything. But my definition of someone being kind is someone being willing to go out of their way to help you, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't benefit them. Mm-hmm. And then on on the other side, being nice is someone who will be friendly, right? And say hi and say nice things to you, but mm-hmm. they won't necessarily go out of their way to help you, mm-hmm. right? So people here, they may call you stupid, they may look at you real weird, but if you're broken down on the side of the highway, they'll help you, mm-hmm. right? They'll they'll hold open the door and stuff like that. So they are they're a kind people. Mm-hmm. Back home, I still think we have that kindness, but it going back was strange because it was almost like a they were cold, but mm-hmm. they were also they were really nice. Like they'd smile and they'd say hi and they'll they'll let you go when you're driving, even if it's not your right of way and cause traffic. They'll do that. But if you're broken down on the side of the road, right past you. They don't care. <laughs> it's, and I think I think a lot of that politeness comes from us being an armed society. Like, mm-hmm. it's very different there. Like, fighting is a huge thing. Anyone who spent any time in Hawaii understands. Shout out to all my West Side bangers. <laughs> I'm just going to say that, right? 808 <laughs> Why not? That's why. Um but <laughs> it's crazy out there. But they are uh, – you get some scrappers. Mm-hmm. Like those like, guys – My buddy Dominic came from there. And dude, they – They were fucking fighters. They fight all the time. But guess they, what? They were raised fighters. No so. one's going to pull a gun so you can beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. They will wait for you to, to kick off I saw that video his, of that fucking dude, Hawaiian dude getting stabbed in the neck recently. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that one at the mall. That was bad. Not – not vibes but they will wait if you're like if you're in a fight they will wait for you to take off your shirt kick off your slippers so you can get ready to yeah to get down to get down i'm about that life right that's respect right there yeah but i mean here you just get shot i'm just i'm gonna be honest if i'm getting into a street fight with some guy he starts taking off his shirt he can't see anything i'm just gonna kick him Mm. like i'm gonna (laughs) kick him in the face i really couldn't care less there's usually a lot of build-up with like white dudes too yeah (laughs) oh dude dude oh my if, if my boys weren't holding it, back. The shirt coming off takes a lot longer than like yeah. most people. You know they can't fight, so just hit them. Yeah, just hit all, immediately. If my boys weren't holding me back, bro. I'd beat your ass right now. You're like, alone, you're, you're Mike. Looking, dude. There's, there's <laughs> no one behind you, bro. What? Are, who are you talking to? We're at cave. If they were here, I didn't disrespect. You don't have a girl. I didn't disrespect her. You know? <laughs> um, but back to the back to the topic. Yeah, it's it's crazy how different the culture is there and mm-hmm. I, I was talking to my girlfriend about this and it was it was almost sad to see how run down that state is like it is yeah. mm-hmm. it is a gorgeous place the the landscapes are beautiful it will and it has and always will be home for me mm-hmm. but it is I mean oh my gosh it is sketchy and it feels less sketchy me being there because I grew up there I know you that know, and you're brown I kind of fit in yeah. a little bit yeah. I, I don't know I've <laughs> 
<laughs> a white dude stands I still, out. I still stick out, but not as much. We talked about Ben getting knocked out for the first time. Yeah, dude. I'm and telling where you. Where he was when that happened. Yeah, yeah Waikiki, my friend. It's crazy out dude, there. Dude, it's fucking rough. Yeah, my grandma, my grandma lives. Them fuckers be crazy. <laughs> my grandma lived in Kihei before they moved to Montana. See, but that's she a little more a, chill over there. Yeah, yeah. she 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 lived over there for a while, and she fucking hates Montana because they have like two feet of snow, and yeah. she likes the fucking island. Yeah, but, the warmth was cool. Um, the people, I'm, I don't know, I'm so-so on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't dislike the people, but some of the culture now where you get a lot of people moving there who mm. are like, oh, my gosh, I can work I can work remote now, so I'm just going to sell my $12 million house in California, and I'm going to go move to Hawaii, and I'm going to get an apartment. Oh, it's only listed a half a million. Bid 700000 Sorry, natives. You know, they'll, they'll do stuff like that, and mm. it's driving up the housing prices, which sucks yeah. because now that the native people like that – our land was kind of stolen. It was like really awkward when I stole it, but <laughs> I could see that yeah, being a thing. That's how America does yeah, everything. Our, our, our land was stolen, and I mean, it was inevitable to happen. It was either Japan, Russia, <laughs> Germany. Someone was going to take us over. So I'm glad at least it was America, because we would not have survived as as a an island nation. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's just true. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, now it's become cost prohibitive to even live there yeah that's why my grandma like left my so the house that i grew up in went from one million dollars when i left to now i think the value is up to 1.5 million dollars it's it's not a super nice house either i mean it's it's great and i'm grateful for it and it was super awesome but it's not like i when you imagine you a 1.5 million yeah, dollar house like that yeah. you think it's some mansion i mean here look at quail ridge for 1.5 million dollars in boise oh my gosh you can get something insane Eight thousand yeah. square feet 12 bedrooms it yeah. comes comes with a ferrari just for funsies you know <laughs> <laughs> you get stuff like that that's a half a million dollars that's, that's very inaccurate that's, <laughs> that's absolutely not how it works yeah. back there yeah and it's really sad to see because the people are struggling yeah like i know people who who work three jobs and can barely pay their bills and that should not be how it is yeah you know my buddy darcy moved here from there and that was one of the main things is he he, his family was still there Mm, yeah and then he moved here to get a job because the the wage was higher Mm -hmm. and then he was just sending money back to them and he was just staying in like a hotel and shit and then he got a chick pregnant and his wife left him (laughs) damn (laughs) feels bad (laughs) but he does it though i mean not for me But it's it's just one of those things. It it's how it is now, and it sucks, and it's so sad to see that because me going back, I kind of realized how different it is. Mm-hmm. Like how it the, anyone who spent any time there, who's gone from here to there, has mm-hmm. noticed the the land and the nature, the Aina, if you will, is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is so beautiful, and I love going back there just to see how that is. Oh, like when we're looking at that, the. What was the candy place? Oh, uh, was it Ono Kind Treats? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we we're looking at the Google Maps, and I was like, "Dude, oh, that's the part I miss the most." Dude, What's I know the island or the mountain range right there. Oh, that's so. So you get the Koalaus, right, right in the back. Then you get Valley of the Temples, mm. which is super, super cool. Wow. And that whole drive is amazing. When you uh, when you drive through there, and if it's been raining a lot, they have these crazy slots, and it's it's the rock type that forms it. But you will drive through and you will see 60 huge waterfalls, like eight, 900-foot waterfalls Wow! in in a mountain. I'll, I mean, we could pull up a picture. Jamie, if you could pull up a picture, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> pull that shit up. Yeah, but 
But when I was right before I moved here, yeah, I was really into canyoning. Yeah. Which is where you basically you hike to the top of some watershed mm-hmm. and there's a, a series of waterfalls in line and we would hike to the top and then rappel down all these waterfalls. And mm-hmm. it was super awesome, super amazing. I got to see a lot of the island that people don't see yeah, very often. From a different perspective. Yeah. And it first of all, if you ever are there, please um, don't do canyoning. It's extremely dangerous. It is easy to die. I've watched my friend fall off a cliff before, and we spent an extra 12 hours trying to hike him out. Damn. Uh, on What's top the of, mountain range? Uh, the Ko'o Laos. So you <laughs> yeah, just, just spell that. It's So the Hawaiian language is actually pretty easy to spell when you have it just like that. So just sound it out. You'll be you'll be good. <laughs> he, he, I guarantee he'll get it right by just sounding it out. It's really easy. How do you say it again? Ko'o Laos. Ko'o Laos? Yeah. So just big kahuna da kind. Yeah, that's a. Well, <laughs> you shouldn't say that. <laughs> Dude, I was actually really close. Yeah, where are you? I told you. Yeah, it's K O O L A U. Dude, it's so pretty. It's gorgeous. We what, should. So I, let's keep talking about it and not let Elijah see it. No, don't, don't tell me. I don't care. Um, so that was the kind. What does the kind mean to you? It means what it means. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. It, that's what Darcy said. It just uh, means what it so means, man. I literally put him in my phone as uh, Big Kahuna the kind. So, in, so that's in, the cool context. That's awesome. Yeah. And those are how that's, the waterfalls are. That's fucking sick. It is. You can't go down those, though. Yeah. Those are very dangerous and you will die. <laughs> yeah. But, no, uh, I wouldn't go down that. But yeah, like we've. Don't do canyoning in hawaii unless you like uh, unless you know people who know how to do it which means you probably know someone i know so hey that's pretty cool mm-hmm. but it's a it's a very small community the canyon community there is small so shout out to all you guys um there's probably no one here listening you gotta have to it, send it to them i'll send <laughs> it to them like, bro you gotta listen to this man yeah, i shout talked you about out. it yeah dude <laughs> but it's it's actually you know what this will be our new topic welcome to our new topic <laughs> Becoming a man and dealing with fear, understanding mortality, mm. right? Because something that I learned while doing canyoning and dangling off cliffs and, and doing stuff like that is life is very fragile. Mm-hmm. And you, you, I think we live in such a soft world. It's so easy now to exist mm-hmm. that people forget that. Yeah. Right? I've watched my friend fall off a cliff. He didn't die. <laughs> He's fine. He's doing just fine right now. He got fucked up, though. He landed right on his knee. Mm. He fell, I mean, maybe 30 feet. Mm. Landed directly on his knee. I watched the anchor pull out of the wall. Mm. Right? I watched him fall into this pool of water directly on his knee, and then we fix the anchor, do all this stuff, go down there, and his knee was, I would say, thoroughly messed up. I could see his kneecap. Mm-hmm. I have... Jeez. I'll pull up the pictures later so you can see it, mm-hmm. but it's it's pretty bad. But we, it was the first drop of 14. So we had 14 more repels that we had to do. It was maybe noon, and it was five miles out. On top of that, the canyon walls are, I think where we were, they weren't super high, so maybe 150 feet. But some of the places, it gets 600 feet canyon walls, and they're as wide as this room. Hmm. You know, so, and it's super beautiful, super cool. Helicopters are not getting in. Your phone signal is not getting out. Neither is GPS. Hmm. So our only option for rescue was to have one of our buddies who already knew where we were and knew our plan to come in and save us. And 
long story short, basically what happened is we had to spend the whole day. We were supposed to be back by 1 p.m. We had to spend the whole day hiking him out, and it was, one, a pain. Like, it sucked. But on top of that, it was so slow and laborious because he couldn't walk very well. And it's not like it's this nice little waterfall and then you have some grass to walk on. No, it's these big boulders, three to six foot boulders that you're climbing over. So it sucked. And one thing that I learned in doing this this hobby or sport, if you will, was you need to do things that scare you. Mm -hmm. As a man, you need to do things that scare you. Yeah. Because when I first got into it, the reason I got into canyoning was because I I sat down with myself and I had a bit of just an internal conversation. And I thought, okay, what are things I don't like about myself? And one of the things was I feel like I'm afraid of a lot of things. So I I didn't like public speaking, Mm -hmm. right? I was still talkative, but I didn't like speaking in public. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like heights. Mm -hmm. So I figured, okay, well, I will take every opportunity I get to do public speaking. Now I love public speaking. And I will figure out some sort of sport that gets me to deal with my fear of heights. So I started dangling off cliffs for fun. And <laughs> I mean, that'll do it. First of all, it was awesome. But second of all, I gained so much confidence in myself mm-hmm. and so much understanding about life. And I think if you are out there LARPing, right, in the woods, pretending like you are going to be the badass operator, you are going to liberate this free country from a tyrannical government, and you have not done anything that genuinely scares you, you're messing up. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to be like, oh, let me go get into a gunfight or something. Just do something that you are scared of. Now, I'm not saying be stupid and go skydiving without a parachute, because we know how that's going to (laughs) end. But you need to understand how to deal with fear, Mm -hmm. because you're not going to, when someone if, if someone's robbing your store or if someone breaks into your house, you are not going to be absent of fear. You are going to have to learn to either deal with it or just give up and be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And you never know how you're going to react to fear until you start dealing with it. Yeah. And you have to you have to go through periods of high stress. I had that whole day, I think it was 18 hours of high stress. Um uh, I guess I'll share another story on this kind of high stressing, and all of it is just is this the uh, one about the yeah, cave? yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyone who does any climbing in Utah will know what uh, what it Squaw Peak is. It is the longest multi-pitch climb. I think it's 22 pitches of rock climbing in mm-hmm. in the state of Utah. So I think it's the longest multi-pitch. But basically, one of my cousins is like, "Hey, I have this great idea." I was going to be visiting. She's like, hey, let's go Let's go send Squaw Peak. We're going to rappel down the whole thing. We weren't going to climb up it. We we're going to rappel down the whole thing. And we had done canyons before, so the, the rope management and all that stuff, the heights, we were used to. But what I didn't know is he put together a crew of people who were not as experienced as we were in this. Like mm-hmm. They should not have been where, where we were. I think it was, it was around 2,200 feet in elevation from, from where we start to where we end up. It's 2,200 feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing on this cliff, and everyone else is going. I'm kind of hooked in at the anchor. And this guy, almost at the end, gets hooked in, and it's maybe 300 feet to the next anchor. And he looks at me, and he says, hey, how do you use this? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm looking 2,200 feet down thinking, he really just asked me that. And it's not like, a, oh, 300 feet down, and then there's this nice big flat area. No, 300 feet down, and there's a ledge about the size of this table. Mm-hmm. And we had seven guys hooked onto it. 
And at about noon, because we, we started rappelling at, at 8 a.m., at around noon, I had realized that we had done four drops out of 22. Mm-hmm. So that's about an hour a pitch, mm-hmm. which means we were screwed. Like, we were supposed to be down by sundown. It was the middle of winter. It was, I mean, it wasn't super cold. It was maybe 35 degrees. Mm -hmm. We're on the north side, though, I think. We were somewhere, but the sun was, like, on us. So I wasn't wearing any of my jackets or anything, and we were repelling. Basically, what ended up happening is we end up realizing that we're screwed, right? And there's seven guys there. Me and my cousin were the most experienced when it came to to doing anything of this caliber. And uh, all the other guys were like, yo, what the hell do we do? Right, and they were kind of freaking out a little bit. I wouldn't say I was freaking out, but I was I was cautiously proceeding with any decision we made. And uh, basically we ended up spending half of our night in a cave that a cougar lived in, not a, uh, not a woman. <laughs> But a, uh, a large cat. Yeah. Um, we ended up spending our night, about half of it in the cave. Funny thing is, I forgot I put all my jackets in my bag because we're all sitting there shivering. And it was like 17 degrees out. We're sitting in this cave huddled up. I have pictures, actually. <laughs> great memories. Great story, but it sucked in the moment. We're all sitting there shivering. One of my buddies is like, hey, can I borrow something out of your bag? And I'm like, sure. And he pulls out like three or four jackets. And he's like, dude, what the hell? Why are you holding out on us? I said, I'm not holding out on you. I forgot about this. Why would I be shivering if I had all these jackets? <laughs> like, that's just too, I'm going to break them and I'm going to get hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it's just stupid. Um, yeah. Basically, what ended up happening is we end up calling search and rescue and they say, hey, it's going to take us like five hours to get you from the top. We're going to try to find a way up the bottom. Uh, and if not, we'll send a helicopter. Well, we ended up being like, okay, well, we're cold, we're gonna start hiking. We found a route to kind of hike to them. We made it to them, we ended up being fine. But that was scary. Like, I was genuinely scared, but I couldn't I couldn't freak out because then everyone else would freak out. But I had a, a moment standing on a cliff where I was in between a large flat portion and just a tall wall, and it was maybe 200, a 200 foot drop. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there, and the guys above me didn't know how to rig the rappel at the end so that we didn't get the rope stuck. So I was just going to wait there until they both dropped down, cleaned that anchor, and then came down to me. And then I'd rig the rappel with that rope. Um, But what happened is they forgot to take out the stopper knot. So they pull it all the way up to the top of the anchor, and the stopper knot is still engaged. So it didn't come through the anchor. So they got one rope stuck. We did not have enough ropes to make it that way. And our, our ropes weren't long enough to make it losing that one rope. So what happened is they had to climb all the way back up to get, not all the way up, up at like, you know, the 120 feet it was. Mm-hmm. They had to climb all the way back up there, get the rope, and they can't just climb up on the rope because it's not solid. It's just stuck. So they had to climb all the way back up there, get the rope, set it up again, and drop down. Or I guess he got belayed down. I was standing on an... On an edge that was probably maybe a foot wide and three feet long. I was standing there anchored. I could see all my buddies below me, like 200 feet below me, standing on what I thought was a significant amount of land. It was actually really slanted, so better than my situation, but not amazing. But I was standing there for probably close to two to three hours Mm. by myself with a tiny ledge. Mm -hmm. And I remember 
I remember just standing there and thinking, this, like, this is terrible. There's nothing I wouldn't give to be back home and be, like, nice and warm in my bed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, I, and I will admit there were times where I, in my brain, I thought, I could just rappel down right now. There is nothing that would stop me from just rappelling down. I could literally leave those two guys up there to figure it out and probably screw the entire crew because what would have happened is we would have lost that rope or they would have rigged the rappel wrong and one of them would have fallen to their death. Mm-hmm. And that was a thought that went through my brain. It was like, I, fuck it. I'm I, I did. Yeah. If anyone's wondering, I didn't do that. We all, <laughs> we all made it off there. Okay. But I think it's important. I think that's normal. But I, I think yeah. it's important that us as men deal with that mm-hmm. and understand how that feels yeah. because that, I mean, it wasn't the first time I thought I was going to die, but I genuinely stood there on that cliff and said, this could be the end. Mm-hmm. I could die at some point. Mm-hmm. And I had dealt with that mm-hmm. and it was scary and difficult, but I think it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think I'm not saying go out there, get yourself stuck on a cliff and actually think about that. But I think you should do difficult things that make you realize that mm-hmm. because I genuinely could have gotten someone killed that day. Mm-hmm. And I, I could have rappelled down. No one could have stopped me. I was the only one on that cliff. No one could have grabbed my rope. I literally could have dropped down and been like, oh, I just forgot. I could have played stupid about it. But then I would have to live with them maybe living or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And making that choice, making making that choice when no one was there and no one had any say in it was a big thing for me. And I think if people don't go through that, and we're dealing now with a society of people who don't have to make choices like that. Yeah. They don't have to deal with their mortality. They just go through life getting their Starbucks on their phone on social media. They just have to deal with that, and then and then they just exist. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. merely existing. I think there's a lot of a lot of people – technology was, was invented <laughs> in a way to give us more time to do other things. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are using the technology to just exist and not have to be – difficult you know yeah and they're not progressing they're just like oh well i can just have this this and this and this do this and i can just sit here and watch my netflix and chill yep little bitch move by the way (laughs) if technology makes your life so easy you should be going out and looking for ways to suffer Mm -hmm. right like my day consists of wake up go to the gym go home eat some food go right to work right after work i mean now at least i go to jujitsu and then after jujitsu jujitsu there we go I go home, I eat food again, I do my dry fire, I go to sleep, I do it all over again. Mm -hmm. That is what my day consists of. I don't have a lot of free time. That's okay. That's fine. Uh, But but I try to go out of my way to look look at how I can be making myself better. I I, think I don't need to go out and hunt. I don't need to grow food. No. So I better be suffering somehow. Yeah. I, I think that it's important that given where you are in life, this is my advice as like a dad and a husband oh, thanks dad you you're, you're not married you don't have a kid mm-hmm. um but probably going to happen in the future yeah For most men that's that's generally what happens yep. so while you don't have those things do everything that you could possibly want to do even if it's an inkling in your mind of just like oh that's kind of cool meth. no <laughs> <laughs> no no it's like it's it's 
I, th- I I would just say just do whatever you want to do. Whatever, no. do whatever scares you. Do it like oh, I want to go rock climbing. Oh, I want to go fucking concrete luging. Like whatever the fuck it is. That's actually a that? lot of fun, dude. It's fucking. It's fun. a lot of fun. I love that. It shit. It is a little sketchy though. I got a fucking scar from it. It's kind of cool though. Yeah, it was fun. But anyways, no that's my. That's, <laughs> dude, it's it's at Mount Hood in Oregon. That's where I did it. But like, so like during the summertime, all the snow melts or whatever. They have like mm-hmm. a a concrete like sled. Like it's like luging, but it's like a like same type of like concrete that makes skate parts. Yeah, out imagine like, super like a soft pipe. Okay, it's not soft concrete. It's but smooth, but yeah, it's not a half pipe though. It's like it fits just your body. In yeah, it. And I, I you get, get the picture. Carts. So how do you go down it? It's on like a on, a, on a little cart on wheels. Like, and the only thing keeping you in is you have this little brake to make you feel nice. Yeah, it. But <laughs> I went way too hard, and the thing slid out from underneath me, and it was yeah, like fucking yeah. third degree Ooh. burn, like a road rash down my arm. Tattoo so covered it up. Makes a Dude, great story, though. It has to be, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was the first time I ever went up on yep. Mount Hood. I never did anything in the snow up there because I'm just not a snow person. But Dang. Yeah, anyways. Um, but no, I totally agree with you. I mm-hmm. think that's great. I think that everyone should do that um, regardless of what you're doing in life. Like, I don't even think it's like – I don't even think you have to be one of those guys where, like, I'm an alpha. You know, I do all these fucking badass things. I'm an alpha male. It's just in general. I think, like, I men – I kill death for fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> For, what does that even mean? <laughs> you wouldn't like, understand. Yeah, like I don't think you even have to go to the extent of anything crazy like that. I just feel like it's it is in the nature of man to do things like that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. whatever that is, you know, drive racing cars, you know, racing motorcycles, fucking rock climbing, mm-hmm. whatever it is, do it. And if it, it doesn't scare you to, I feel like that's why a lot of people do a lot of things. They pick a lot of hobbies is because in a way it scares them mm-hmm. and it, it keeps them humble. You yeah. know. And so, because they, they realize, like, fuck, I could just let go right now. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I could, but I'm not going to so, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> like, <clears throat> maybe I've done a lot of dumb things mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and mainly while dangling from ropes at, at high altitudes. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess this is just story time with Eddie, but basically what had <laughs> happened is, yeah, I guess, yeah. but we were... Uh, we were testing out anyone who's done rock climbing understands how trad works. Traditional climbing, which is where you're taking there's no I bolts. We were talking about trend for a second. No, no, no. There's <laughs> there's no there's no bolts. I mean, I guess there could be, but that's no, not, not trend. Very different. But there's no bolts in the wall and you're finding places to place little cams. And it's a little a little device that kind of goes like this and mm-hmm. it folds in and then you yeah. put pressure and it widens. Right. And it puts pressure on the outside so to, to hold you in. Yeah. And me and a buddy of mine had just bought. We both bought a trad rack. So we had a double rack, and we were we were testing it out. Mm-hmm. So we set up. We climbed to the top. We set up a little backup line because we didn't fully trust it. And first friend climbs up, places a piece, drops on it. We we'd call it whipping on it, and he's fine, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't a crazy fall, but he he was fine. Second guy goes. And these guys are both significantly lighter than me. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm not a small guy, and these guys were maybe maybe 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and second guy goes, he jumps off completely fine. At this point, I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm the third guy there. This piece is fine. We've all placed it in the same spot. So I was like, oh, we're good. Let's just send it, right? I put the piece in there, and I, I pull in a little bit, and I feel like we're fine. I climb up and I'm like, okay, this is good. And I start telling them, hey, put slack in because I actually want to test the gear. Put a bunch of slack in. And they, they keep putting slack and they're putting slack in. I'm like, yo, put some more slack. And they keep putting slack in at this point. And I guess while I was climbing above the, pe- above the piece, what had happened is the cam, and this is just my theory, I'm not sure, but the cam had walked its way into the rock in the crack 
and where it was, it was either there was a there was some void in there, or the rock was really thin, or something. I'm still not sure what happened. Yeah. But or maybe my placement was just off. But I I keep telling him to put slack. Eventually, my buddy stops putting slack and just doesn't tell me. And I wanted a significant. I wanted to fall like mm-hmm. far. And basically, I I eventually jump or I kind of just let go of the rock and I'm falling. And and halfway into this falling, I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm, I've been falling a, a good bit. Like this is longer than it should be. And the whole world is blurry. And then I stop and I was 30, 40 feet up and I stop and I am literally at eye level with all my buddies, like I am with you. Mm-hmm. And I look down below me and there's a rock about this far from, from my tailbone. Mm. And I see my buddy who was who had the backup line, and he had gone from, like, uh, you know where your couch is? Mm-hmm. He'd gone from there to right here. And that woke me up. I was like, guys, I, and everyone was looking at me like, are you, like, are you okay? They thought I died. They thought I hit the rock and, like, broke my back. Jeez. But I was completely fine. I didn't even know how much danger I was in. Damn. So that scared, yeah. And the next thing I did. So like I said, it, it humbles you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, like, that oh yeah. Me. So you can die. Yeah. So the next thing I did is I realized, and and if anything ever happens to someone like that, where it's scary, I'm I'm not saying put yourself back in that same scenario, but right. for me, I understood that what I did was dumb. Mm-hmm. I could have done it in a safer way, mm-hmm. and now what I'm going to do is I'm going to change it, but I'm still going to do it mm-hmm. because if I don't, I'm never going to I'm never going to do that again. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to be scared. I'm always going to oh, I'm going to die. So what I did is I immediately went right back. Literally, there was maybe a one-minute gap between when I almost died or almost broke my back at least till where I climbed back up and jumped off. And I was completely fine. It was probably just some error and something that I did. But understanding and, and dealing with that fear and being like, this is really scary, but I, I know I'm safe about it and I know I'm not going to die. I mean, I wasn't safe about it the first time. The second time I was – but understanding that, hey, I'm I'm gonna do this that scares me so that I can become a better person and more confident in myself and know how to deal with fear. Mm. Because if the first time, same thing with, with anyone who carries pepper spray, a lot of people are like, well, you shouldn't carry pepper spray until you get sprayed. And the reason is because if you understand how you react and how it feels, you can fight through that. Mm-hmm. If you get sprayed for the first time and you've never been sprayed before, it will mess you up. I, 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 I'll, I'll give you a little five second story. Oh, just okay. on that. Right. Uh, I was trying to be like the protector boyfriend to some girl in high school. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was, I was like showing her like, Hey, this is how you use pepper spray. Um, maybe if she didn't dress like a whore, it wouldn't have been a problem, but damn, um, <laughs> called I, her ass out. Oh, bad. It, it, was, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> My mom hated her, bro. Um, so you got her number. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, but I got her this like pepper spray or whatever. And I, I took her into the bathroom. I was like, I'll just spray it in the toilet and show her how to do it. <laughs> you know where this is going. She <laughs> finished your story. <laughs> I, I sprayed it into the toilet and it did like the, the thing. And it fucking hit me right in the eye. Bro. Oh. It was bad. But it messed you up though. It fucked me up. It messed yeah. you up. And she was and just it like was because you didn't spray yourself. She yourself laughed sooner. so hard, bro. <laughs> she laughed so hard. Dang. You protected her so uh, yeah, good. Yeah, dude, that toilet <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> so don't spray it into a toilet. Go outside. Yeah. And don't be lazy. And if you are gonna if you are gonna 
carry pepper spray, I do recommend you get sprayed just to understand how your body reacts to it. I found that, uh, first of all, just a pro tip, the foam doesn't work very well. I got sprayed with a can of foam. I have a video of it. I got sprayed with a can of foam. Yeah, he was just like, I literally, I stood there and I was like, well, this isn't, I'm I'm also not very OC um, sensitive, Mm -hmm. apparently, but I got sprayed with it and I just stood there like a couple seconds hmm. and then i just i rubbed it in it started to burn a little bit but i didn't have that effect where i couldn't like it hurt to breathe well it did hurt to breathe but not as much as i thought it was going to and i was probably fine a half hour you're later you're one of them they're antifers I, I don't know man <laughs> you're one of their alpha i got i got <laughs> milk team. I, I got milk in my veins <laughs> <laughs> speaking of milk i gotta pull up that um that joke that dude sent me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He said to save it for the El podcast. Dodd joke. So this is, uh, the joke is from... It's from Dimitri. No, from Russian Elijah. D- that Dimitri, that's it's, Dimitri. It's, it's just Russian Elijah. No, it's Dimitri. What did I call him the other day? The jaw. I called him the, the jaw. The <laughs> so, so I told you I was going to give you a backstory to it. So mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, hold on. I need to find it first, though, because if... What's this fucking Instagram? Oh, right there, Ruski. Oh, now don't give it away. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Everyone's gonna. Oh my gosh. So I got. So I went and got raw milk. We went and bought raw milk, and Based. we buy local honey. And then we also, at the same time, from the person that we were buying the milk from, we bought some uh, nectarine jelly. Okay. Cool. And so cool. I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Post a picture of it. Um, he was like, do you know the difference between jam and jelly? And I told him the literal difference between j- jam and jelly. Nerd. I, I thought he was being serious. Like, I thought he was genuinely curious. And so he goes, no. He's like, yeah, but you can, you, but you also can't jelly your dick down someone's throat. <laughs> what the hell? So you can oh, jam it down someone's I, throat, well, but yeah, you can't really jelly it down someone's throat. I for, thought that was pretty fucking funny. For legal reasons. But I was like, oh my joke. fucking God, how did I know that that was going to end up this way? Like, oh my I goodness. knew that I was being that's, led into something. That's why I gave a literal just, definition of what it was. My goodness. So, anyways, I don't know I that's that a dad joke. I don't know. I don't, no, it's not really a dad joke. It's more an inappropriate joke, but I thought it was fucking funny. Damn. Do you, so, Eddie, do you have a dad joke? Um, I because th- it's either you tell a dad joke right, or I'm well, going to tell a dad joke. I, I at least have a dad, and that counts for something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that the joke? <laughs> no. Uh, I, you, you tell your dad joke. I'll come up with one. No, you got to. Okay. You're the guest. You got to go first. All right. So, well, well, I'll just tell. I guess I'll tell a story. I got a lot of stories. But me, me and Ben, we do talking, right? So we like we'll communicate with each other through using words, and. We do that often because I'm with him a lot. I don't think there's been a day this week I haven't seen him. But we're talking about opinions, right? Okay. And what did you say, Ben, about opinions? Oh, <laughs> they're like they're like buttholes. Everyone's got one. And then and then I countered with my my joke, which is opinions are like armpits. Everyone has two, and they both stink. Nice. Thank you, everyone. I'll be here all week. <laughs> God damn it. Ben, are you looking at one? I am. Okay. What did you get? I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> That's Wait, we're, we can Google these? Oh, uh, damn. All right. I'm no, Googling. I usually write uh, no, mine no, no, down. No, 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 no. I'm Googling this. I'm Googling a dad joke. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I just typed in Google to Google. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Hey, Google. Find Google. 
Your phone. Right, right. this, this is a this is a dad joke. This is a dad joke. This is okay. a proper dad joke. Okay. This is something like if you're out with the boys and you guys are like playing pool or something. How do you make a pool table laugh? No man. Tickle the balls. <laughs> Gosh. Tickle the balls, bro. All right, all right. Let's see. Uh, MSN.com has provided me with 151 dad jokes that are actually pretty funny. That's their okay. that's their headline. You read so, all of them so far. Oh, I'm okay. gonna read every. I'm gonna read every one to us no, right now as you, we go. You give one. All right. We'll do perfect. the outro. Um, what the, it doesn't. I got one. It does. Oh my gosh. Okay. This, all right. MSN, you suck because it it says continue reading on the app. All right. All right. So all right I got two chicken ones because. Felicia's going to like this. Okay. He's into cocks. Felicia actually listens to this. Uh, she will listen to this one. <laughs> yep. So I got, why are chickens so funny? Because. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. One more. You're talking to a chicken tender over here, homie. <laughs> Dang. How much, how much does the chicken charge for her egg? Mm, how much does a chicken charge for her egg? I feel like I know this one. Yeah, me too. Can I, can I, can I try to say it? Sure. One cluck. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, no. no. Oh, damn. I don't know. A buck, 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 buck. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That, yeah. That was, that was good. That right, was Eddie, good. Do you have any dad advice for anyone um, listening to this before we sign off? I guess I guess I will give I will give advice to dads, and I will give advice as a dad. I'm not a dad, but <laughs> we'll just pretend. It's just it's just. But you got a good dad. That's fine. I got a great dad. We got I, dad advice from I, another guy. My dad is amazing, and without him, I would not be the man that I am today. It's not very common. But uh, a brown man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that brown, all right. But uh, so I would say advice from a dad to a child. Um, I think one just. <laughs> That was disgusting. Sorry. One would probably be, like, enjoy being young. Mm. I look back on it. I'm not that old. I'm 20 years old, and I feel old. Like, it went by so fast. Also, don't be stupid. Like, please just think about your choices. Like, it doesn't take that long to just think. Um, and then advice to all the dads out there. I have had a, a an amazing dad, and he has done so much for me. My best advice would probably be... One, set a good example for your son mm. because they are watching everything. Like I, my dad, I was around him a lot, so I, I got to experience a lot of stuff. But if, if you have the privilege of being a father, you need to understand that he looks up to you. No matter what he says, no matter what he does, no matter how he acts, he looks up to you. And you are setting an example for who he is going to be later in life. And you guys are both dads, mm. two, two boys especially, mm. because that's really who you guys are molding. Um, but don't... Don't think that you can't make a difference. Even if they're old or even if they they act like they don't care or something, don't give up on them because I had times when I was younger and I was I didn't I was I hated school. I hated it so much. And there was times where I didn't go to school for three weeks. I went to an online school. I I just didn't log in. They called my parents and they were like talking about CPS taking me away mm. because I didn't log into school for three weeks. And it was like it was terrible. I, I detested school, and my dad never gave up on me. And I, I mean, I graduated a little bit late, but I graduated with a three point eight GPA. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, without my dad, I wouldn't have graduated. And most he, kids wouldn't. Yeah, but but my dad never gave up on me for stuff like that. Even though I was difficult, I wasn't always very nice. Um, 
so please don't give up on your kids. They look up to you and you are their, you are their best hope. You are a generation, the next generation's only hope. Mm-hmm. So caveat to that also, uh, don't give up on your dads. Yeah. Yeah. Real shit. I'm don't serious. give up on I'm your serious. dad. I'm serious. Yeah. Like uh, my dad was difficult. Like mm-hmm. I was like, fuck you. You know, yeah. I tried to play the whole victim card of, Oh, my dad, this, my dad, that. And I, like, it wasn't until I was older that like, I actually like put some effort into the relationship with my dad. And it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is a two way street. Like, yep. you can't just be a dick to everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. um, if you're young and you're not a dad and you listen to this, uh, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like that dude has done everything for you to have everything that you have. Mm-hmm. Every fucking thing yeah. in your life is from him. And even if you think, think about it, even if you think they don't love you, I know there's a lot of people who have dads out there. My dad doesn't care about me. My dad's mean and all these things. He loves you. Yeah, he's like, just going through some shit, bro. He's just going through something you don't see. I didn't see the things my parents went through mm-hmm. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And kids, I'm sure the kids barely see anything that their parents go through. Oh, and yeah. they're fucking humans. Like, you guys are both human, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> dads, dads are humans. Just checking you're not lizard people. <laughs> dads are humans, and they go through stuff. They have real emotions, and it's it's hard for them to express it to their kids mm-hmm. because the kids will never understand. It's hard for them to even express it to their wife sometimes. Exactly. So it's... it's to, so, to even their friends, it's hard to express. So go Men easy. just suck at that. Go easy on your dad, right? If you're if you are a dad, go easy on your son. I know you care about them, and even if they say it, even if they yell it, no matter what they say, they love you, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just the truth. But mm. also, don't say stupid stuff to your parents or your kids. Yeah. Think about it. My best advice for relationships is, if you are having an argument and you feel like you're going to say something stupid. Pause, pause the conversation, say, hey, I need to take a minute to think about this, cool down a little bit, come back a half hour later, reconvene, maybe even sleep on it. And I know punch her in the face. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn straight. We wouldn't sorry. need to beat our wives if they just listened to us. <laughs> what do you tell one with two black guys? <laughs> Nothing. You already told that bitch twice. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, so. Yeah, 100%. Uh, solid advice. Communicate well. Even if you have to sleep on it, everyone says yeah. don't don't go to sleep angry. No, for real, sleep on it. Sometimes I, that shit The matters. amount of times that me and my girlfriend have had arguments and I literally stopped and said, hey, I'm, I need to think on this and I'm a heavy sleeper. So <laughs> I was planning on just sitting there and thinking about it, but I fell asleep. I woke up the next day feeling amazing. I loved her more than I ever have. And then you and had then, the patience to deal with the, the conversation. And then I had the patience to deal with it. Yeah. And then guess what? And then we didn't like have a terrible relationship. So. Well, the, the it's great advice because it takes <clears throat> a half a second to say the thing you did and you can never take it back. Word. Yeah, exactly. Word. Yep. I like. I that. think that's a great way to end it, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. For you coming look on. like you need to go somewhere. I gotta pee like a motherfucker. Dang. I'm just like trying to. You hold could off. do it right here. We won't judge. <laughs> <laughs> just right in between the two of you. <laughs> Every podcast for the rest of this podcast will always smell like piss. Smell like piss in here. <laughs> the intro. God, no clue. Now I'm fucking. First thing every guest said, dude, it smells like piss in here. He <laughs> never said anything. That's the problem. Never <laughs> pointed out. No. All right. Well, then I guess uh, that's it. An hour and forty nine minutes. Episode twenty two is. A wrap. I think we could have gone for two. We could have. We could. Should we? I gotta be home for dinner. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, I gotta pee. Late. Don't worry about it, guys. I'll be back on the podcast. So please request for me. Or just go follow his fucking podcast. Yeah. Follow Redacted. <laughs> it's, it's not an actual podcast. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Maybe not. there will be, but I will be back on the podcast because I'm. I see you guys pretty often. Yeah. I see yeah, Ben. You'll be back every single day. So we're gonna keep. Yeah. Expanding. So. Yeah. I'll be cool. here. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye.